Welcome to the Why Cup Why Not podcast. This is episode 34. You're fired. I'm your host Yossi Karp and let's talk about technology, writing, gadgets, gizmos and the stuff of life that makes it interesting. Before we begin, I just wanted to thank all of you who wrote in with interesting stories for me to include in this podcast episode. I haven't used real names and I might have changed some of the details a bit to protect personal identities and company names, but the stories, as far as I know, are true. So thanks for sharing them with me. Work. It's something that we all have to do. It's a fact of life. Somehow we've got to get those bills paid, kids educated, and get our savings going for the future. If we're lucky, we even like what we do for a living. I've been listening to a pretty cool podcast that I would recommend if you wanted to find out about people who do weird jobs. Why they do them, how they do them, why they like them so much. It's called Weird Work, and it's hosted by Sam Bolter, a man who speaks with a smile in his voice and really helps you to understand why someone would want to be a comic book inker the founder and owner of a selfie museum, or a person who trains and performs with rats and cats, among many other interesting jobs. Many of these people have carved out an interesting career for themselves, but most people work for someone else. It's the way of the world, and whenever you work for someone else, well, you never really know if when you get to work that day, the boss will call you into his office and tell you that you're being let go. It can happen to anyone. I had a friend who had just completed a very difficult in-house course on the specific technology that the company was using. That same year, he shook the CEO's hand in front of the entire company at the company meeting when he received an award. Only a few months later, he was fired in a round of cost-cutting layoffs. It seems that the person sitting next to him, who did a similar job, was paid less so my friend was the one who was let go. Not all layoffs go the way the company expects. In May this year, a Chipotle manager was awarded nearly $8 million for wrongful termination. The company fraudulently accused her of stealing about $600, and so she sued them. It turns out that the company wanted to get rid of her because she put in a workers' compensation claim for hurting her wrist on the job. Wow. In large companies especially, there can be signs that layoffs are about to happen. Communication from the top goes quiet. The company's share price declines. Bonuses and raises are cancelled. Budgets are cut. And the nice little perks start disappearing. I once worked for a corporation where nobody knew what the situation in the company really was. Management tried to be open but we never knew if they were glossing over the hard realities to keep us motivated or if they were telling us the truth when they said that everything was fine. But the truth slowly came out that the company was in trouble when one of the managers noted that there was a problem shipping product from headquarters to our branches around the world because the warehouses were full. That's one of the red lights that tell you to cancel any plans you had of upgrading your car 
or taking on a bigger mortgage. Being fired no longer has a stigma it once did. Back in the day when people held jobs for life, being fired brought shame on the person and his family. What did a person have to do to get fired from a lifetime job? Did they steal something? Did they make some huge mistake? What terrible thing could he have possibly done to lose his job? Today though, when job hopping is far more common and lifetime jobs even for founders of companies are a rarity, being fired is kind of par for the course. Layoffs, downsizing, reorganizations, redundancies, they happen all the time. If a job interviewee was to tell me that they were fired from a particular job because of company-wide layoffs, I wouldn't think twice about it. Sometimes whole departments closed and you just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. S told me about his recent experience working in a multinational company as the manager of a group of about eight people. His company had been going through layoffs over the last few years. The mood in the hallways was always gloomy. Nobody ever knew if they were next on the list. His department hadn't been touched, and they thought that they might be out of the line of fire, so to speak. Well, S was on an overseas vacation with his family. He was having a really nice time relaxing by the beach, seeing the sights, and not thinking about work. He then made the mistake of looking at a message from his boss that came in over WhatsApp. Call me as soon as you can, it's urgent. So he called his boss right away, and his boss said, Remind me, where, where are you? I'm on vacation with my family, in Cyprus. The boss should have known because he approved the vacation. Ah yes, nevertheless, I need to tell you something very important. I'm closing down your department. I'm telling you now because I want you to hear it from me before you get an email from HR. Needless to say, that completely ruined his vacation and his family's. Moreover, he never received an email from HR until after the boss had flown in from head office to tell them all in person. I wonder if it ever occurred to him to reimburse S for the last few days of his ruined vacation. When you're there in the office, you can kind of feel more in control of what's going on. Being away on vacation or working remotely can leave you feeling a bit disconnected from what's actually happening in the office. Jay tells a story about how he worked for a small family-run company. He worked from home and came into the office only once a week for meetings. It was a very low-paying job, but it was something. One day the boss, the patriarch, called everyone in for a meeting, which was very unusual, and Jay came in especially. The boss told everyone that the company was in a slump and that he would have to cut salaries. This was not good news, but it was better news than losing a job altogether. Jay was not particularly upset about it because he was only earning very slightly above basic wage, so how much could they cut? When they cut the equivalent of $10 a month from his salary, he complained to management saying to them that $10 a month isn't that much for the company, but on a minimum wage, it's significant. Well, they didn't go for it, and he had to live with his very slightly lower salary. Over the next few weeks, people started disappearing from the company. First to go was an employee who'd been there for eight years. She was very upset. Jay was sure that his turn would come soon, 
but being a remote worker, it was very difficult to gauge the situation. All the news came to him second hand. One day, he received a phone call and was asked to come into the office to discuss new procedures. Since Jay was the one who had written up the new procedures only recently, he put the phone down, called out to his wife, Hey, I'm being fired tomorrow. So, he packed all the stuff that belonged to the company, binders, computers, peripherals, and so on into his bag, and went to the meeting. The boss turned to him and said, Sorry, Jay, but we have to part ways. Jay replied, Yeah, I know, and emptied out his bag onto the boss's desk. I bumped into a friend on the street who told me this experience he had not too long ago. He had never gotten along with his boss. She probably felt threatened by him. He said that one day he turned up to work and was called into his boss's office. She smiled at him and said, I woke up this morning and decided that I wanted to fire you, so you're fired. Ouch. This next story comes from an HR manager. Let's call her Shirley. A few years back, while Shirley was nine months pregnant, she worked as an HR recruiter in a cable import company. She had hired a young man for a junior position, a warehouse worker. This young man was very pleasant and assertive. He told her that he volunteers as a firefighter in the local station and was very eager to train employees on the basics of fire prevention. He had approached Shirley about this a couple of times, in which she promised to schedule a date for the training in the near future. As luck would have it, that week, Shirley gave birth and left work for maternity leave at home. A few days into her leave, early morning around 5am, Shirley received a phone call with an automatic alarm message, fire at work. Shirley had assumed that this was a glitch in the fire alarm system, but minutes later she received a call from the company's CEO. Apparently, a fire had started in the warehouse and burned the whole warehouse down to the ground, luckily without any casualties. A police investigation quickly exposed that the dear pleasant young man was actually a pyromaniac. He had started a small fire in order to prove the urgent need for his training. What it didn't take into account was the fact that the warehouse was filled with highly combustible cables and it took minutes for the fire to spread throughout the warehouse. I guess his training session didn't cover this type of fire prevention. Of course, the man was sacked from the company and was prosecuted, but that's not the end of the story. During the investigations, it came out that he was the arsonist that police were looking for regarding a fire that had burnt down a local mall. So, although this is not a standard fire story, it's a fire story. But as light as we would like to make this subject, being fired can cause severe problems for the firee. Anxiety and depression are among the common reactions to a person being fired. Psychology Today advises that if you've been fired, avoid letting panic, isolation and negativity get the better of you. Try to keep busy and maintain a healthy exercise routine. Heather Monaghan, author of Confidence Creator, says that she made a 30-day plan for herself so that she could give herself time to get over the trauma of being fired, but know that by the end of the 30 days, she'd be well on her way to a better, more confident mindset and get on with her life. In my opinion, the best way to get over being fired 
is to expect that it might happen one day. You never know if or when the axe will fall, so be prepared. Create a virtual emergency go bag so you're ready. Keep your resume updated. Try to save some emergency cash if you can to tide you over. Maintain a contact list of people who might be able to help you find a job or advise you in other ways. And keep your eye on jobs in your industry just so you know what's out there in case you're forced to start looking for other employment. And now, one for your motorcycle. Coming off your motorcycle at any speed is dangerous. Getting yourself into a skid at high speed and sliding all over the asphalt? Ouch. Big ouch. But Bosch might have a solution for you with its anti-skid motorcycle jet thrusters. It sounds like something out of a sci-fi movie, so I flipped the story into my online flipboard magazine, Everyone Needs One of These. The article that appeared in High Consumption says, Once an installed sensor on your bike detects a slide occurring, it'll trigger a mechanism that will fire gas from an airbag-type device, in theory, which would work to create a reverse thrust correcting the skid, upriding the motorcycle in the process. A high-speed corrective blast to keep you on the bike and off the road? Cool, but I wouldn't want to be the test driver on that bike in the early stages of this text development. Check out my online magazine, Everyone Needs One of These, for new, interesting and innovative products on Flipboard, a free app that you can download for your iPhone or Android device. Or you can go to www.ycarp.com magazine to flip through it on your desktop or laptop. Once again, thanks to all of my listeners who wrote in with interesting stories for this podcast episode. They were really great. New episodes of this podcast are published every week. Subscribe to Why Cup Why Not on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you never miss an episode. Please rate and share. It helps people to find the podcast so they can enjoy it too. For comments, feedback, for sponsorship opportunities, and to submit ideas, contact me at whynot at whycarp.com. That's W-H-Y-N-O-T at ykarp.com or find me on Facebook or Twitter. Intro and outro music by bensound.com and Erokia. You've been listening to Why Carp, Why Not? I'm Yossi Carp. Thanks for listening.